Hi everyone, Bert from Season Gaming, and welcome to this week's BitCast. We're at BitCast 45, believe it or not, and we have a lot of news for you. We're going to be doing some first impressions, which is a little bit different than our usual BitCast, but a lot of stuff has come out this week, so we wanted to share our thoughts. We're also going to be doing the same Name That Game. I'm hosting it this week. I'm going to be trying to stump Ains and Dan. So let's kick off our news really quick. As I mentioned, not a ton of news, but a lot of news that's part of what's happened this week and a lot of politics being played. Before we get to the politics, we're going to be talking about a game that released out of nowhere, huge surprise, this past Monday, and let's talk about Apex, Apex Legends. So all of us have given it a try. I think Ains and I like it a tad bit more than Dan, but Ains, what are your first impressions here? Do you love it? Do you hate it? What do you think? Yeah, I love it. Um, it's kind of funny, we were you know, thinking back to last week's BitCast as we were kind of trying to talk about this Titanfall rumor and you know the news was breaking as we were recording so sure enough the following day this game came out and uh, we played it what we play it early you know after release and we were like oh this is pretty cool and then as the week went on we played it more and more and and I absolutely love it um, it is highly highly polished incredibly fun to play it's deep has great mechanics um, adds a bunch of new wrinkles to the battle royale formula I just I don't know I, I it's respawn man they know how to make a shooter they just do. But uh, I think what surprises me most, honestly, is they kept such a fantastic game that they've obviously been working on for quite a while, completely under wraps. And nobody knew about this, um, you know, until just prior to uh, prior to releasing. So, but yeah, I love it. And it's, you know, free to play. And it's, it's probably in the best launch state of any shooter I've seen in a very long time. I mean, we have had next to zero issues playing the game. Yep. How about you, Dan? As I mentioned, I know you're not the biggest Battle Royale player, but have you had a chance to play it yet? No. <laughs> That's a hard no. I just don't play Battle Royale games. It looks really cool. Um, it, it, everybody seems to love it. I think, you know, free is awesome. That's great. Um, I'm just mm -hmm. not a, I'm not good. So I just tend to stay away from those games that I just won't, I know I won't enjoy. Um, over a long period of time but with that being said it, it's you know everybody seems to like it 10 million players i mean that's insane insane they had 1 yep. million in eight hours which is crazy you know and it, it's just it's it come out of nowhere you know i never would have ever expected this and i can see this kind of being a new model maybe not maybe not necessarily you know the the uh, sneak attack that they pulled, but maybe you know, just <laughs> the free to the free to play model is is here to stay. I think, and it's it, it really shows. You know, you see a lot of people there saying now that you know, well, now that I have this, I don't need to have Anthem or the Division, you know, because I've got this game that has just sucked me in out of nowhere, and I'm good, you know. And I, I for me, the whole thing, I just I just kind of wonder why. EA would do something like this at, at this time when Anthem's releasing here in two weeks. Um, you know, it's not like they've had a great track record of this. I mean, Titanfall 2, sandwiched between COD and Battlefield 1, and it's, you know, the sales represented it. You know, it showed that it just didn't sell very well, and I'm afraid that, you know, they kind of just threw Bioware under the bus a little bit. It's hard to tell. I know they're different games. But so was Titanfall and Battlefield 1, and, you know, it's just going to have a kind of wait-and-see attitude, you know. But they're competing against themselves at this point, which is awesome if you're an EA stockholder. I'm not. So <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just hope that it doesn't really kill that, you know, those upcoming games. And, and I, I don't know, because these kind of games, I mean, while, while very, very popular, you know, are, you know, are not for everybody, so... Yeah, I mean, one thing I will mention is um, it does make me kind of get second guess the number of games that I'm going to be buying um, this spring or I guess early 2019 because, as you mentioned, we got Anthem coming, we've got uh, Apex Legends where we currently are released that, we've got Division Two coming. Um, I already said that I'm going to be taking a little bit of a snooze on Metro Exodus for a while just because there's so many other things to play. But it does make me question, and I'll be going back to you guys and my other friends as to what are y'all going to play more of Anthem or Division Two. So. Um, I don't know. I think it's uh, interesting. Battle Royale games kind of sit on their own, uh, but at the same time, they're taking some steam away from everybody else here. So, yeah, was, Ains, any thoughts on that? Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say that um, 
Dan, I think it's right because I, I even me who you know buys everything as we know and have been talking about Anthem and Division and Sekiro and Mortal and all those games. Now I'm Jeez. like, man, I can yeah. see playing Apex Legends like crazy. So I can tell you one thing for sure: um, all the other battle royale games, including PUBG, which we play a ton of, um, have taken a back seat now. Um, I, I would think um, this is more akin to Blackout, but I would say that this game has just killed Blackout. And I know that sounds hyperbolic. Um, but I mean, we, we play a lot of these games. I talk to a lot of people who play these games and this game has taken over in a very, very short period of time. And it's a much more, I would say even polished, but much more unique experience than Blackout. And, um, I think, oh, yeah. it's, I think it's just a much better version of Battle Royale. Um, you know, and then lastly, I was just going to say for proof that this is a great game, you can just look at us on the camera because I look like living hell right now. And that's because we were up <laughs> to near 3 a.m. playing Apex Legends. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It <clears> also, <throat> it look, it's, it's also taking away from, you know, here's an example. My kids, all they play is Fortnite, right? So I said, hey, you know, here's a new game out here. It's free. Download it. See what you think. They haven't played anything since. So yep. Fortnite's mm -hmm. gone. I mean, and it's funny it's funny kids. you say that, Dan, because I was at my son's hockey game last night. They're 13, so same age range. And as they're standing there waiting to get on the ice, I hear one of the kids go, um, where are you guys at in Apex? I'm already ranked 30 and have over 200 kills. And I'm thinking, so rank 30, Dan, to put it in perspective, we've been playing the hell out of this game. I'm, I think I'm a 20 or 21. Um, so as I told uh, these guys last night, as soon as you hear that among the, that age group, that Apex is the game to play, it's going to spread like wildfire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. We are going to talk a little bit more about Apex, maybe not as long as I maybe anticipated because we <laughs> wanted to share some other games uh, that we're doing first impressions of, but we were going to talk a little bit about Apex Legends first impressions, and I'll talk a little bit more about Fortnite and PUBG comparisons to that. Um, at the moment, let's move to our next story. And EA has hit the news waves this week in kind of a negative fashion, I guess you could almost say. But we'll start with the first news, and it's really about um, their relationship with Disney. So as we all know, uh, EA has canceled a number of Star Wars games, um, that ones that were very far in development. And the story this week is uh, they were interviewed, um, and it's their CEO was uh, interviewed saying, what are your thoughts on your relationship with EA and, and Disney, the whole Star Wars relationship? His response was, we're really happy with our uh, you know, relationship with EA, and we don't make games, we were never really good at making games, and we kind of have full trust in EA. So, with that being said, a lot of the gamers in this world are pretty much saying, what in the world are you talking about, and do you realize what's happened to your intellectual properties and everything that's happened with that? So, kind of a head-scratching response doesn't really mean that Disney doesn't really even pay attention to what they do with games. I mean, what are your thoughts here, guys? Yeah, it's <laughs> here, here's the thing. I don't, obviously there have been, you know, things that have shown that EA is just screwing this up completely, but they also, you know, Disney just, you know, they bought, what, they got a Star Wars, they got Marvel, they got, you know, they just bought, what, the other one, 20th Century Fox, or, you know, they're just, they, the guy knows what he's doing, so do you take his word for it, or do you, you know, say, hey, you know, you're really not seeing this from a gamer's perspective. So, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen with this. I think <laughs> they're crazy. Yeah. Um, and it makes me sad as a Star Wars fan that, you know, I can't get some really good Star Wars games. Now there's that, you know, the Fallen Jedi or whatever is coming out. I think, you know, I don't know anything about it. I don't think a lot of people do. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. If it doesn't get canceled in the next couple months. But, you know, I, I, the guy makes money, so he must have some kind of idea of what he's doing. I think there's just too many degrees of separation here. Um, you know, the CEO of Disney is worth billions and billions or whatever the hell he's worth. But um, I think that he's probably not a gamer. He probably has no inkling as to, uh, you know, what's going on in the gaming industry and trust maybe what some other people may have told him or he's overheard. Um, but you know, we, we can't look at it from our perspective that we're so ingrained in what goes on day to day on the video game industry and think that the CEO of Disney, who is, I forget how old he is now. I want to say he's in his late fifties, sixties, something like that. He, he just seems to have no clue. Um, and doesn't realize that this license has produced two games in seven years, which is for, for a uh, developer or publisher and developer like EA is ridiculous. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, he's a for your own record, Ant. He's sixty-eight. Yeah. Check. So he, yeah. I mean, come on. Think of the people you know in your life that are near seventy years old and what they think of video games. They they have no clue. So um, yeah, this isn't really surprising. It's just disappointing. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for me is back when Lucas Arts. Um, I think they were even called Lucas Arts Studios or something. Not sure what they were when the higher quality and I guess a lot more properties of the Disney franchise was being used for Super Nintendo games, Nintendo 64, PlayStation games. Seems like they had a lot more um, of a relationship with the development teams that work with those. So, you know, is Disney too big of a company to have the the care for video gamers compared to, you know, the movie watchers and stuff? So, who knows? Um, But yeah, kind of an interesting news take on it. Um, That has been kind of circling around gamers, just wondering, are you even aware of what's happening to your your licenses at this current time and it seems like they may not be and to everybody's point here you know the ceo of disney is probably not going to listen to it as much as other people that are, are into the uh, industry itself um the other uh article here from ea which like i said uh, depending on how you want to take this uh some earnings came out regarding um battlefield 5 and as we're aware of uh, certain to publishers developers kind of talking about meeting and not meeting expectations Battlefield 5 has not met the studio's expectations. They have currently sold about 7.3 million units, which, you know, to your average person and to smaller dev teams, that's a ton. This is across all platforms, by the way, not just one platform. Um, it is 1 million lower than they were expecting from this game. Uh, sure, that's that's kind of news right there, maybe not, but where they really got some news is um, from the gaming industry, once again, from fans is that they seem to have blamed it on the focus on the single-player content that they have included in their game. The delay of the game, if you remember or maybe don't remember, uh, Battlefield Five was delayed about a month um, this year. And also the kind of tiered release and lack of Battle Royale release. So what are your thoughts here, guys? Yeah, this isn't too surprising due to some of the feedback we saw in Battlefield Five, And, um, you know, I think there's a really good core there, but they seem to be, and we've talked about it before, they seem to be not fully ready for launch. Um, and so that led to a game that didn't have everything they intended it to have at launch. And I think we saw the result of that. And it's just, it's too competitive of a market now um, for the game not to be 100% ready and something fresh for Battlefield players to play. Um, you know, the single player, even though it had single player, it was widely disregarded and not, I don't think it's disregarded because it's single player, it was disregarded because it wasn't very good. Um, yeah. And and so, you know, you can say, oh, we blame it on single player. You know what, if it had an amazing, you know, World War II focused campaign, it probably would have got a lot of press and praise, but it didn't. Um, Battle Royale, there's potential there. I mean, that's all speculation, right? If it had Battle Royale, would it have caught on a little bit more like blackout and call of duty who knows if it was good maybe if it was bad probably not so i don't know uh, this isn't surprising that's all i'll say we've said before that battlefield 5 i like it i enjoy it um but it, they definitely need a rethink they've got to prepare better for their next release add some new wrinkles to it if they're gonna do battle royale make it fresh and unique like we were just talking about respawn did and uh you know make sure they are ready on day one to not have those infamous dice issues <laughs> yeah, you know the the <clears throat> excuse me, the blaming it on the single player. I don't even know how you can do that when they haven't even released all of it. You know, they just they're releasing it in just different <laughs> tiers. That's the dumbest crap I've ever heard. I mean, it's just and then you're gonna you know the delay in the battle royale mode. Well, then why would you release Apex Legends a month before <laughs> the battle royale is supposed to come out? Right. These guys. I mean, I don't understand what they're doing at all. But you know what? I enjoyed playing Battlefield Five, and we had some good games. Um, it's one of those ones that you're right, Ains. It's just not. They just need a like a refresh, where it's something a little bit different. And it's crazy to say that only after really a year, you know, or a couple years when Battle, you know, Battlefield One is, you know, I mean, basically Battlefield Five is just like a reskin version. It seems like almost. I mean, they did some tweaks, they did some other stuff, but it's it's not that much different, you know. And I think that was really their problem. It's not, you know, especially when you're giving the game away for free almost, or they did, I think, or it was really really cheap. You know, they they gave right before the <laughs> the release of Battlefield Five. I thought they gave it away for free. You know, it, it's it's what are you doing? I mean, I don't understand. You can't sit there, and these shareholders got to be sitting there just like, what the fuck are these guys at EA mm-hmm. doing? I mean, it's just, it blows my mind, you know, and I'm not a businessman by any means, but I can, you know, I, I, I can tell when there's a bad idea, 
from like a mile away, and this is what it seems like, you know. So it's yeah. it is what it is. Well, the funny yeah. thing is, uh, sorry, I was just going to say the funny thing is, is that um, when they announced this EA stock, I mean, it took a hit, and the the only thing that has saved it this week was Apex Legends because Apex Legends has become a surprise hit. It rebounded really quickly, so um, it's kind of bizarre. Crazy. It'll be funny if Apex Legends pulls kind of what uh, Fortnite did for Epic. Um, so I think it has that potential, know. man. I think it's just going to yeah, continue to sure. get bigger. Yep. Okay, um, interesting stuff from Battlefield. We'll see what happens with that game. A lot of work needs to be done. My biggest thing is they need to hire a different PR team. It seems like this PR team constantly just makes mistakes and all kinds of weird things with their communication to the fans. But, oh, wow. Anyway, uh, moving along. And I'm sorry okay. to the devs, but please hire some new UI designers. Please. For all of us. <laughs> you can say, say that for a number of years. It, it is so bad. And it's bad every Battlefield release. Like, I, I don't know how that's possible. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> all right another crazy one we're not going to spend too much time on this one it first of all it's a big pc thing we don't really report too much on pc but it is something to be mentioned on and there is currently uh some momentum happening in the pc gamers realm to boycott metro exodus on pc because of the launcher that the uh, publishers decided to go with for this game if you haven't really heard about this what's really happened is the metro exodus game on pc is coming out on the epic game store exclusively for minimum one year when this was initially um, announced it was going to be available for steam um, and a lot of people pre-ordered on steam um, well here we are uh, getting closer to the game only a few weeks away and it's only coming to the epic game store a lot of people upset boycott on the way you guys boycotting as well no <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to buy it for the Xbox. Here's the thing. You know, you can't be sitting there and saying, oh, this is great. You know, we've got a new game launcher, Epic Stores, and, you know, it'll it'll bring competition to that, you know, arena. And then literally a week later be like, oh, my God, this is bullshit. You know, I mean, you can't. <laughs> that's what we're, we're seeing. My favorite part is, like, when the, that dev got on some kind of Russian deal and said, hey, if you guys don't buy it for PC... We're just not going to make it for PC next time. Yeah, <laughs> so I heard it, that too. Right? You know, and like, yeah. you know, now, he, obviously, you know, I think Deep Silver, Cot Media, or whatever they're called, they 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 uh, <laughs> they came out and said, well, these aren't, you know, these are his views and not everybody else's. But, I mean, that's that fine. That's what I would say too. You know what? Suck it. I mean, just yeah. play. It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter that much. You know what? Just buy the game. If you want to play it, buy it. Buy it on whatever launcher you have to. It's not like you gotta go buy a whole new damn console to play the game. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Yeah. That's the weird thing for us console gamers. It's not like the machine they are playing on has to be replaced, purchased, or anything. Exactly. Anything else? It's just the launcher that's different. But well, and, and they, um, you know, they said they are honoring all of the Steam pre-orders anyway. So if you did pre-order on Steam, you're still getting it. Um, yep. Which is just bizarre, and, and and as the dev team said, you know, this is responsibility goes to Deep Silver and Cock Media, which is, uh, you know, obviously the the publishing company. They obviously made this deal with the Epic Game Store, and you probably can't blame them because there's money involved as always, right? But no, I mean, it, it's I'm just tired of this nonsense. Just as Dan said, if you want to play the game, buy the game and play it. Just I don't know. It's weird. It's exhausting. It's definitely weird co coming from a from a console gamer. You know, yeah, and that, we literally are, are, are buckled down by the Nintendo, PlayStation, or, or Xbox that we may have, but this is weird. Yeah, and then they're, you know, and then what do they do, right? They act like children, and they go and review bomb the prior Metro games on Steam to kill the reviews, and it's like, good God, man. I, I think I said it before, Dan, I don't know if it was on Third Wheel Arcade, but I said, if honestly your life involves yelling about this online and then going to steam and you know putting bad reviews on a game because you don't like where it's going like, you need to reevaluate your reevaluate your life oh, yeah. um there there's yep. there's i mean you could look to your left and find something to do more important than what you're doing all right like i said let's don't spend way too much time on this one it's, it's just kind of a weird oddity for us um at the same time you know to each their own i guess but it's just weird to kind of mess with an entire company's um stuff because you don't like a decision they made on something that you're going to be able to play anyways but which whatever. which the devs didn't even decide that's correct <laughs> stop fucking crying all right Yep. <laughs> Moving along to some kind of different news, speaking of uh, where you can get services, um, Xbox Live was at a conference recently, and I shouldn't say Xbox Live, but there was a, a comment made at Xbox Live that 
uh, comment from Xbox Live team that they are going to be trying to get the service out on a number of platforms. So today, you can get your Xbox Live from your Xbox. You can get Xbox Live on your PC to a certain extent, depending on what, uh, what, what kind of things you want to play with it. But they're now mentioning that they want to push the service to other services, other platforms. Uh, immediately, this kind of became a big question for the Switch. So we're going to be able to be playing Xbox Live accounts on our Switch, are we going to be able to find achievements? Are we going to be able to do some cross-play or at least maybe cross-party stuff? Kind of interesting hearing. You can kind of get some interesting Xbox Live servicing on your phones already. Uh, me and Ains were chatting this week. He kept sending me these party invites, and I'm like, I'm not even online right now. What are you seeing? And I was logged in on my phone, and I could literally have a party chat conversation with him from my phone, and he was on his Xbox. So kind of cool to see some of this functionality coming out. Yeah, the, you know, the answers to everything you just said are yes, yes, and yes. And I, what I found funny about this blowing up is that they've already said this. This was not new news. Um, they've been talking about this for a while. If you're paying attention to what the Xbox team has been talking about, they've already said this. Um, I think why it got blown up is because people mentioned the Switch, and so everyone's like, wait, Xbox games on the Switch? And, well, yes, they've already said that. Um, that Xbox Live and the first party content will be coming to as many devices as they can share them on there we've talked about it before right xbox is long past the day of you have to buy our box and play our games on our box it's ancient thinking and this just you know from an xbox perspective for the direction they're going it's all about just devices and services as we're talking about here the more people you get playing the more people you get on xbox live the more profitable they're going to be um, and we saw that with their recent results, you know, their services were up 30 some percent year over year and they're just going to continue to grow. So it sounds bizarre, but I only think it sounds bizarre because we're, you know, 40 plus years entrenched in the thinking that you have to buy a box and play those games on that box. And that, that's just no longer the case. So, um, you know, one thing I think people might've forgotten here too, is you can unlock achievements on your switch today on xbox live go play minecraft on the switch you'll unlock xbox mm -hmm. live achievements um it's already there like i said this is not new it's just i think the word is finally getting out and people are finally starting to truly think about what this means for the future and i think it's surprising people which it should but it's also very very cool yep yeah i mean it, it's yeah like you said you can play right now like minecraft's got it already and they're basically going to open. They're they're trying to open it up to those third party developers so that you know they can enable cross play and you know and and different kinds of you know interactions with other players. So I, I think, I mean, it, it's great. Why why not have this? I mean, it's it sounds awesome to me. So I, I don't know if it ever get to that point where you can actually play your games on a Switch. I mean, I would love that. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's there's issues with, you know, certain licensing yeah. and stuff like that, you know, I mean, and maybe maybe first party stuff, but I could never see like, you know, buying your game, say like Wolfenstein and being able just to log into live on your switch and then, oh, I got Wolfenstein, you know, it, it, it's that's that probably won't happen. But, you know, I, I if they, yeah, if they push it and they do it right and they, you know, and Nintendo plays ball. Awesome. I you know, see. I mean, so I'm, I'm ready for it. So that, that is the direction, right? So think about it this way. If you log into Xbox Live, like you would, Dan, so going back to all digital, mm -hmm. right? If you log into Xbox Live and buy Wolfenstein on Xbox Live, they don't care what device you play it on. If you log into your Switch on Xbox Live and play Wolfenstein, you already paid for it on Xbox Live. Do you see what but I mean? I they, Nintendo they've already, would, right? No, well, Nintendo would probably get a percentage of that cut, right? So that's mm -hmm. all they'll do. It'll be a percentage, you know, if they say we're playing on Switch, it may be a playtime agreement. You know, there's a couple companies like that right now, like Jump we talked about. They do playtime agreements. Game Pass is similar. But if you've bought the, the game on Xbox Live, they don't care if you're on your phone, you're on your PC, whatever. Go ahead and play it. You've already paid for it. But, you know, I, I mean, I listened yep. to a, a podcast, I think, earlier this week, maybe Friday, there was uh, Xbox Two, and I, I think Jez Corden was talking about something like that. I mean, he took you know City Skylines for example, and you you can buy it on. It's not you know Xbox Play anywhere. It actually on the Windows Store it has a different price point to compete with Steam, which is you know so you can't you can you know it, it would be perfect for for something like this, but it doesn't work as like he said. Um, 
because they want to compete with that other market. That's why I don't ever see like a third party where, where I can go and play, you know, like Wolfenstein on my Switch that I bought from uh, from Xbox, you know, from from Microsoft. I, I, I don't see that happening, but I definitely see the first party stuff. And maybe it gets to a point where you can, and if they get a significant amount, you know, I mean, that would be every game though, you know, how do you, I, I just don't understand the logistics if that were to happen. You know, if I could go and buy, you know, any kind of third-party game that's already on the Switch, where they're going to make a lot more money if you buy it on their system, they would have to basically take every game that's cross-compatible like that and, you know, give them a percentage immediately, even if nobody ever plays it on the Switch, which would be awesome for Nintendo, but, you know, I'm not sure that route will ever happen. I'm, I'd like to see it happen. Don't get me wrong, because that would be awesome. And just basically, you're just using your Switch as like a screen, is basically what it would come down to. I'm all for it. Trust me. I just don't know if that would happen or not. Yeah. So think about it this way, right? It, from Nintendo's perspective, the the conversation would be, okay, so if someone like me, okay, I'm going to buy it on Xbox. Do I want to? If I'm Nintendo, am I going to get zero profit because I'm not going to buy it on the Switch? Or do I want to take a small cut of that profit because I'll play it on my Switch? Well, I'm, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I mean, it, I just, or just say, I'd rather have more profit and just make people buy it on the Switch. It, it, it kind of, <laughs> I mean, I guess you would have to do, you'd have to see what, you know, the differences would be. You know, I mean, like, like you'd almost have to test that out. Like, okay, we're going to do like a test run with this game and say, you know, this is how much we made from it on our store and you know this is how much we got from Microsoft for you know allowing them to use it on our device so I, it'd be interesting for sure I, don't, I just don't know how it would work I'm no expert yeah. for sure Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good awesome. discussion there. I mean, a, a lot a lot of it's very early in planning. Yeah. There's not, nothing that we can kind of see what the final vision is going to be. Mm -hmm. I think the industry in general is going to be moving in this in this direction as far as you know, play anywhere type stuff versus keeping everything on one box. It just doesn't make sense in the long run. But um, we'll see. Uh, like I said, very early on, we won't we won't see things for about another year or two, maybe even in the next generation. But some some good framework has been laid down there for that. So. Okay, moving on. This is definitely a quick one for us. Uh, we've been talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 for quite a while now. There was an interview this week with um, Game Industry Biz. They have mentioned that the units sold count for Red Dead Redemption 2 is now up to 23 million units sold. Insane, if you even consider that it's only on two consoles right now. Um, definitely not on the Switch. And rumors of it coming to PC, but nothing has ever been confirmed by Rockstar in any form whatsoever. Uh, the other thing that's a big story here is a lot of people have crapped on Red Dead Redemption Online. Uh, it was originally in beta. I'm not sure if it's officially launched yet. Uh, Ains, you can confirm in a second. But the story here is that Rockstar has come out and said at this point in the release, it's doing better than GTA Online is. Uh, or was, I should say. GTA Online now is a crazy success. The game has now been going on for a number of years and still is on the charts for top 10 games sold. So we'll see what this means. Now, one thing to keep in mind is GTA Online was delayed. So there's a little bit of weird news in there that they kind of shuffled in there to make it seem bigger than it was. But very big news here from a unit soul perspective and cool to see online is pretty healthy at the moment. Every single, single video I've watched on Red Dead Online has basically been a bunch of people laughing their asses off and just shooting people and hog tying them and dragging them behind their horse. <laughs> I don't know what the appeal is it's hilarious but that's it and it's just such a chaotic n just nutty you know it's not like okay let's go posse up and go do something it's just ah, we're gonna have a hanging you know like, what, what is happening so yeah whatever i mean yep. good job red dead online i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is uh so yeah it's still in beta bert um they're still tuning it and to dan's point it started out kind of messy um, I did play it a little bit. They are refining it, and uh, further to Dan's point is they recognize that behavior, so they're doing things to where people can get on with their friends and enjoy it in a more open-world sense. Like uh, when it launched, for instance, um, you could see where any other real player was on the entire map, um, and they've changed that now to only be, you know, if you're in nearby vicinity. And they're putting in private parties, so you can do, like, online private play. 
um, things like that. So there's a lot of improvements coming. When it fully releases, I'm sure it'll be pretty good, but it's still kind of messy right now. And uh, 23 million units is great. It needs to be more. Keep buying. <laughs> good deal. All right, another funny interview this week was with Norman Reedus, and uh, as we can all uh, kind of mentioned a lot about about Death Stranding, uh, he was kind of asked, you know, what do you think about the game, how, the development cycle, how's your team work together from a voice acting perspective and stuff, and the big news that kind of came from this, which is kind of funny, he gave a lot of positive feedback, by the way, to the development team, Kojima worshipped as usual, as we can all imagine, but the funny line that was mentioned is that the game is extremely very, very complicated crazy complicated even he said so um <laughs> i'm not sure any kojima game that we've ever played that is very easy and not complicated but uh kind of funny news here still no release date coming but i know you guys have a couple quick thoughts yeah who's this game made by again forget <laughs> i'm sure it'll say it 50 times when i play it but um yeah, yeah no I, I i got nothing to say we know it's going to be complicated it's going to be ridiculous and bizarre and uh, people are going to say it's absolutely brilliant. Um, whether or not it'll actually be brilliant, we'll see. It may be. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, not much else to say on this. I'm, I'll check yep. it out when it comes out. Um, I am not, you know, one of those people that's going to give it praise before we play it. Um, because, frankly, what we've seen on it hasn't been very good. i got to be honest. I'm not impressed at all from what we saw in the gameplay. So, we'll see. I'm just waiting. I fully expect this game to have really solid gameplay. Most of the games he's done has. However, if Norman Reedus is saying it's complicated and crazy complicated, <laughs> that's saying something. Because that guy is a little bit, you know, nutty. Alright, so it, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I have no freaking clue, man. Who the hell knows? If Norman Reedus can't understand it, then we've got problems. Alright, before it even launches. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play go. it. You know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Good stuff. So once again, no release date was mentioned. Uh, there has been rumors that we are looking at a 2019 release. No one knows if that's the summer, late fall. It might even have a December 31st, 2019 <laughs> release window, which is what they usually do. They shuffle it to the end. But we'll see. We'll definitely update you guys if there's any more news on a release date, which is what people are really waiting for. Last piece of news this week is Assassin's Creed 3. Probably the most, um, I don't know, stepson of the Assassin's Creed Assassin, Assassin's Creed uh, library. A lot of people don't like this one as much as others do. But uh, we are getting a release date for this one. It was mentioned that it was going to be in one of the uh, Game Pass, not Game Pass, Season Pass of the game, if you did buy that one, of March 29th. The big news from this one is they did release a trailer kind of comparing what the remastered versus the original one looks like. They also mentioned new mechanics, new gameplay in general, which will update the game. If you kind of think about Assassin's Creed 3 released a while ago, not really best suited from where we are today in this generation. And the big news from it as well is Liberation will be included with it. So this one did initially come out on the Vita. They did have a PlayStation 4 version for it. Um, and that kind of released kind of in conjunction with each other. They had some cross-play, or cross-buy, I believe. If you bought it on the Vita, you could play it on the PS4. But kind of cool news. I, I didn't hate Assassin's Creed 3 as much as a lot of other people did, but I will say it's not the best one in the series. Yeah, they uh, remaster the first 10 hours of the boring-ass game because, like, like, just make it fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah. Worst, worst one of the series for me. Liberation I never played, which is awesome. I didn't know that was coming out with it. That's great. I'll go back and play it again, yep. maybe. If I can like somehow fast forward through the first 10 hours of nothingness. Um, other than that, yeah, great. Super duper. Glad I bought the season pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say long live the Vita. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I've got nothing Quick to say on Assassin's Creed 3. I've never played it, never cared to, um, won't be checking it out, so there you go. Yep, very different. Um, okay, guys. Well, that's our news for this week. Kind of a lot of news, a lot more than I thought we would be chatting about it. But um, we're going to be moving on to our first impressions. Now, these are going to be very quick and early. These are not official reviews from us. So a lot of stuff has come out in the past couple of weeks from a demo perspective, kind of a test perspective. Um, and then we have 
I've already kind of talked about Apex Legends a little bit already, but we do want to give a little bit more detail as to what we think more about the game and what we've kind of experienced for the positive and negative. So we'll start out with the Anthem demo. Um, I don't really have a ton to say about it because I've probably played it the least from our group here. But Ains, Dan, what are your overall impressions here? Like I said, kind of quick and uh, early since we don't really have the full game, and this was a demo. There was an open and a private one. So what are your thoughts here? Yeah, not, not too much to add from what we talked about prior. I am getting a little more excited because the Bioware team has been really, really good about communicating um, over social media and showing what, uh, you know, what the end game looks like. We've seen now some what they call masterwork weapons and gear, um, which are kind of like your exotics, your legendaries, etc. So um, those look pretty cool and a lot more skill stats and things. And uh, they've talked about, you know, how the Titans will come down and there'll be world-changing events. So just a lot more stuff about what we can expect at launch, which is now next week, believe it or not. So, or this week when you're listening to this, I guess, on Friday. Um, so, yeah, just uh, I'm excited for it. I'm not, um, it's not my most, the game I'm most excited for this first quarter, but I'm definitely looking forward to it and can't wait to play the full version. Yeah, just to confirm there, folks, too, that's if you are an early access buyer. The full global release is until the 22nd, but uh, as we know, the Anthem release schedule has been bonkers as far as when you're doing it. So depending on what you're playing on, uh, to confirm here, your EA access, your, depending on what kind of origin access you might have, you might be getting it early. But, uh, Dan, you? Yeah, it was, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it should be awesome. I I, I'm really kind of putting a lot of faith into Bioware here. Um, <clears throat> based on everything I've heard, um, it, you know, the, the alpha was really awesome, and then the beta came out, and it was just kind of very lackluster. Now, from what I played, I, I, the gameplay is solid. The flying mechanics are amazing. Graphics look great. Uh, it was really, really fun. There wasn't a whole lot of content, I think, to judge it by, unlike maybe mm -hmm. the next one we're going to talk about. So it, it's it's... I am very, very optimistic for Anthem, and I really, really want to play it, and it's it's been on my radar for a long time, so I'm not a, you know, big into these Ludum shooter ARPG kind of things, I, I mean, aside from Diablo, but it, it's, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very optimistic, I'm going to be playing it on the Friday, so... Fun. Yeah. And so like, and just to confirm again, folks, so if you have EA Access Premier, which is the PC uh, upper tier of Origin Access, you get the full game on the 15th. If you have EA Access Basic um, on Xbox One or Origin Access Basic on PC, you get the first 10 hours, or I should say a 10 hour trial. You can play whatever you want out of the game for those 10 hours. The full release and everything that, um, you know, a lot of other people will be playing is February 22nd. So this this coming Friday and the Friday after that is when we're seeing Anthem. So we've kind of talked about how crazy the release schedule is for the next month or so, and it, it's just getting crazier and crazier. Which brings me up to another one, which is not in February, but Division 2. We had kind of a private beta test uh, this past week. And is it, is it still live, guys? I'm not 100% sure if you can still play it. Is it still going? Yeah, it goes till tomorrow morning, I think, early tomorrow morning, the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, played this and the first thing i said was wow this is insane and so much different than anthem <laughs> as far as content mm -hmm. goes um because it, it, there's a ton there's a ton of it there so you know on, on third wheel I, van asked you know playing both uh betas which one would i be more willing to buy based on those alone and i had to say division two because it was just the amount of stuff you can do. You know, I played a little bit with Ains, and he kind of showed me a few things that I didn't realize, and, you know, that helped out a little bit. Um, based on content alone, I'd go with Division 2. It was, it's been fun. Um, we played last night, and I don't want to use the word fun again, <laughs> because it was, it, it was, because we were playing together, um, and, but I realized, I think that it's a little bit more serious. It's a little bit more you know, you really got to concentrate a little bit more than you do with Anthem. Anthem's a lot more, like I think you said, Ains, a uh, run and gun, uh, kind of blow shit up. You know, Division mm -hmm. is a lot more tactical. It's a lot more, you know, slower paced, yep. you know, and that's okay. You know, everybody's, it's all, you know, everybody's got their own thing. And I, I love both of them. So, but I think Anthem's probably going to take a little bit more of my time, but Division 2 is excellent. I can't even say a bad thing about it it's been great 
Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I think um, Anthem is definitely more um, action oriented. Think of Anthem as your uh, Michael Bay movie, you know, whereas Division Two is more <laughs> of your Michael Mann movie. Let's go that route. <laughs> Um, that's pr uh, uh, that was a, that was a very quick off the cuff reference. I don't know where that came from, um, but um, yeah, no. Division two is brilliant. I played hundreds of hours of Division one. Um, Division two, I've already max leveled in the beta. I unlocked the dark zone, played some of that. I did the end game uh, specialization test. So I've, I've kind of done everything from the beta. A lot of content there, as Dan said, and it is just excellent. Um, it's gorgeous. It runs. There's no problems with the way it runs at all. Not, not a single hiccup. Um, the mission and loot design is far improved over Division 1. There's a lot more to do and unlock and find. Um, and then the way you build you know, your character and gear sets, which I could go on for hours about, so I won't, but it's, uh, it's incredible. So I, it, this, after playing the beta, it was already my most anticipated game of the spring. And after playing the beta, that's even just gone up more. So... I will be uh, hopefully writing some impressions and uh, giving some data on it here in the near future. Cool. Uh, moving on to our next one, guys. Uh, Crackdown 3. Either one of you guys get on, on the demo this week. Yes. Uh, only very, very briefly. So um, I want to play it. It's open again today for a couple slots. It's like um, it's gated slots, like two-hour time frames intermittently that you can play it. So I got into one on Friday, played a single match. So like I said, very quick. But it is, uh, it's interesting. It's very, very neat and kind of fast paced. And the, you know, the destruction in that wrecking zone test is, is pretty damn cool. You can just shoot a rocket up at a building and you just see it get obliterated and everything falls. And it's, um, I don't know, it's really, really neat. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to be one of those kind of niche multiplayer titles, I think. I think the campaign will probably appeal to more people, uh, especially, you know, Game Pass subscribers. But I could see a, a core group really enjoying this multiplayer and i think um over time it'll be fun funny enough bird i don't know if you've played it but the the main mode in it agent hunter is like um kill confirmed so basically you you oh, run around yeah. five on five and you're killing the other agents and blowing shit up and um they drop a little badge and you have 10 seconds to get the badge and it's whoever gets to a certain number of badges first so but um a lot of fun um and I think that uh, I think this game's going to surprise people if you keep your re uh, expectations realistic. You know, The Last of Us Two, this is not, and it's not meant to be. You know, it's supposed to mm -hmm. be a fun kind of story-based game that has some, uh, you know, just fun to jump in and blow stuff up. And I think it's going to do that really well. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm actually not an insider anymore. I uninstalled it because it was just bogging down my system, so I didn't have access to it, unfortunately, um, from an Xbox perspective. But I am looking forward to giving it a try. I did see a lot of video. I did watch one stream really quick of someone playing it, and it looks interesting. I, I don't think this is going to win Game of the Year, as we talked about. I, I hate to say that uh, they aren't gaming or aiming for Game of the Year, but it's just it's kind of a weird release, and especially with how crowded the release schedule is at this time of the year, I'd be interested to see how well it does. But I don't know. As you said, keep your expectations in check. It's kind of had a rough development cycle, and we'll see how it kind of releases, but that's early. Um, and then to Apex Legends, we did talk quite a bit about this game at the start of our uh, bitcast uh, earlier on. The only thing I'll say is that I'm having a blast with it. I think everybody should at least give it a try to see if they like it. I think it is going to take a bit of the Fortnite audience into it, and people are going to be taking a break from Fortnite. I think Fortnite has something to worry about from a loot perspective and outfits and all the different things you can do with it. Um, and then I think PUBG kind of sits in another arena just with a more realistic, different third person. You can play first person with it, but a lot of people play third person and then i think it's gonna outdo blackout in the long run i think call of duty has a lot to worry about right now um i think a lot of people are gonna stick with apex on top of it being free there have been talks of blackout potentially being 100 percent free uh but that hasn't happened yet i think they might actually this might push them to go free but give it a try there's tons of great characters the gameplay is fantastic as zane's mentioned and i love the gunplay it's just done really really well yeah, I, I think you make a good point there about Blackout, and I think it, it's kind of funny, right? If you look at the history, here we go. It's Respawn and Vince Zampella um, coming out and outdoing Call of Duty again, in my opinion, um, in that they've really, th this is a much, much better Battle Royale game than Blackout is. Um, it's just, yeah, it's excellent. Everything about it is, is really, really good. I can't get enough of it, so I'm just looking forward to playing more. Cool. Well, Dan, I didn't. I'm definitely not leaving you out. Did you get a chance to play any Crackdown, or did you did you not get to it? No, I didn't get a chance to play. I did. I did watch a few okay. streams. Man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I like Crackdown. I'm just not a massive fan. I, I, I could, you know, not even play this game and be okay with my life. So yeah. um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think I'll give it a try. It's on Game Pass, so you can't pass up a free game to give it a try. But it's part of that subscription, so give it a try. Um, okay, we're going to kind of talk about what we played this week really quick. We've talked a lot about it already with our first impressions. But, um, Dan, let's start with you. What have you got a chance to play this week other than the, the stuff you've mentioned already? Yeah, uh, basically Mass Effect 3. I don't know why I started it over. (laughs) I was like, you know what? This is stupid Anthem getting in my veins. And I decided to jump back into another Bioware game. And it's still awesome. It's still really, really good. My only problem is I I haven't, I didn't have any games to import, any characters to import. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. they were all, I I don't know, I don't know if it's like a cloud issue or something else, but... It's been a while since I played it, and you can really tell how it affects the story. You know, because I, I never have played it without, you know, they've got that Genesis comic book you can play before, but, you know, that only gives you, like, your big main uh, story choices. And then there's just all these little things that I'm like, oh, this never happened to me before. What the hell's going mm-hmm. on? Why yeah. did this happen? You know, so it, it, you, I still, I now realize how much I missed which is crazy because I played it like five times all the way through, if not more. So it's it's mm-hmm. still awesome. Then basically the beta division and and that's it. <laughs> I haven't played a whole lot this week. Cool. Hey, and so about you? Yeah, funny enough, I think uh, since we last spoke, nearly all of my time has been spent playing um, Apex Legends and the Division Two beta. So uh, kind of already gave my impressions there. That's where I've spent the week. I was playing Resident Evil Two still. Um, but I think I've since we last spoke. I think I played that once for about twenty minutes. So um, really, no no progress yeah. there. I do want to finish it, um, but I, it, Apex Legends has sucked the air out of the room. You know, we didn't expect this, and uh, I thought I had a few weeks to play Resident Evil Two prior to um, Anthem and the big releases starting in the spring. And here, Apex Legends has taken over. So uh, not too much else to speak about on that one. Great. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you guys on the, the multiplayer stuff. The only other thing I've played is Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm still pushing through it. I'm around the 19-hour mark. Um, I, I thought I would be able to give a review this week, but it's just not going to happen. I, it wouldn't be fair to the game yet. So I'm thinking next week is when I'll have that ready for, for us on the site. So, But, yeah, there's so much stuff coming out. We're crazy as always. That's what we're playing. Those are our first impressions. Let us know what you guys think about these so far. Maybe you played something. Give us some feedback in the comments if you're listening. Um, to see what if you share or completely disagree with us, but we'd like to hear it. Um, and we're moving on to our last segment of the BitCast today, and it is Name That Game, and kind of oddly enough, I'm hosting it as well, as well <laughs> as the BitCast. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and start with my questions. Um, hopefully this one isn't too easy for either one of you guys. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I think I went first last I week, so go. let's Dan go. Yeah. Okay, Dan, okay. So, I'm going to get started right away here. Um, hopefully these are tough at the start and get easier as you go on. But uh, the quick news here on this one is it was released in 1997. That's all you're going to get out of it. <laughs> on, a car- on a cartridge, on a cartridge-based console. Wow, two, two, oh. two hints. Yep. Uh, shit, a cartridge-based console? The hell was 1997. 1997. Nintendo. You said 97. Nintendo. 97. 1997. So that'd be like 1997. Star Fox. Plus 20 years ago. Yeah. Is that your guess, Star Fox? Yeah. No. That's all I got. Negative. That is negative. Um, Jet Force Gemini. No. That's that's a fun game though. Fun game. Okay. Nice. Uh, sticking with Ains on question number two. So this game was developed by a small four-person team. It only took them one year to develop. Wow. Hmm. Oof. Uh, Blast core. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you serious? Did he really get it? it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was weak sauce. That no, was awesome. I've guessed two of these now on the second question. That's fucking hilarious. Were these were these like is that like a random guess? That was or what? a random guess. Just thinking about ninety seven on the Nintendo sixty four. 
And then, and then when you said that, I was thinking, okay, what game was popular but that didn't have that AAA kind of budget and polish? And Blast Core came to mind. I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner, chick, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I will, uh, I will re- repeat, or I should say, I shouldn't repeat and even get to them. I will read the rest of my hints towards you guys. So. Uh, if you were to do Metacritic today based on the 13 reviews that existed back in the day, this thing had a Metacritic score of 90, believe it or not. It had a very, very high score. Uh, the game director came out and said that, in his opinion, this is a puzzle game, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, reviewers likened it to RC mm, Pro-Am yep. and the Micro Machines game that existed back in the game, back in the day. The game was influenced by Donkey Kong. Um, which is another thing, because he smashes things or whatever. The game had a slide mechanic, like from Mario Kart, which was kind of an interesting thing when you had your tractors. The original title was Blast Dozer. I think that would have been easy as we're getting easy. And the development team was Rare. So this was their first uh, development game on the Nintendo 64. That is fantastic. So you guys can just, as Dan would say, suck it. Suck um, it. And uh, yeah. that's our name that game means. I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't even know. Well, well I mean, I'm willing to give you a do-over next week if you want to. <laughs> willing oh. to just not be the host on that game anymore. <laughs> You're okay with that. Oh, man. All that's right. Fantastic. Sorry for our audience. That was All a right, quick folks. one. Yeah, that was kind of a waste of <laughs> you guys. But if... Maybe you guys got it too on a random guess, but that's our name of that game for this week. Hopefully the other questions gave you a little bit of history for Blast Core because it was a pretty fun game. Mm-hmm. Never really had a sequel, never really had anything else from it. Rare went on to do a lot of other things, as you can kind of imagine what happened with Rare after that with Nintendo, and then moving on to Microsoft. But that's the name of that game for this week. So in closing, um, as I did mention, Kingdom Hearts 3 review will probably be up later this week, and then I'll give a quick review on next BitCast which is next week. Um, We are going to be taking a week off for BSG. Um, I will be the one playing next time, so we will probably get that going. Not this coming Friday, but the Friday after that, we'll have our next one. Um, And then Ains does have Division 2 impressions coming on the site, hopefully this week. Um, Anything else you guys want to uh, mention as we close out for this week? Uh, I think um, we we talked about potentially doing something for Apex Legends, too, for some of the people that may... um you know, be wanting yeah. to try it out soon. So um, we may get to working on that as well since we're already put a bunch of time into it and we'll continue to do so this week, I'm sure. Yeah, so for people that um, are maybe like Dan, I don't want to say like Dan because I don't want to speak for him here, but if you are kind of uh, not the biggest person into Battle Royale games but you want to know more about it, how to play it, how does a game play differently from Pub, from Fortnite, from Blackout, we are planning on putting together something quick for you on that. So that might actually be something we get to you this week. Be stay tuned for that. It'll be kind of a little special versus a BitCast or BSG thing that we release on the schedule. So stay tuned. Dan, anything from you on there? I'm good, guys. Have a good week. That's about all I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, folks. Well, thanks for listening this week. If Regardless of where you're at on Spotify, if you're listening on YouTube, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you as an audience member. Um, and hopefully you'll enjoy more of our content. So give us a look everywhere you can. Make sure to like and subscribe if you haven't already. And have a great week, folks.